Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. To the Shutdown Full Cast, you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall, just one of your hosts on this uh, part two of Reader Questions, because we had so many good ones, we didn't get to all of them last time, and we figured, hey, let's power through the rest of them, because the people, the people got needs, and we seek to address them. Joining me, as always, uh, is Jason Kirk. Hello, Jason, from beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. Technically part three, I think, because we split off the Thanksgiving oh, on- ones last week. So we, oh, have, a darn, we have a darn hey, trilogy, trilogy here. We got a trilogy, which this should be the capper. This should be the emotionally satisfying one that receives tepid to warm reviews. No, I think trilogy is how they work, is then you go back and you do a trilogy before the trilogy, and everyone ah. hates that one, but then 20 years later they decide it was good. And um, then, because reboot, Because parts, of it, parts of it are funny on the internet, and then you do another trilogy <laughs> on the end, which is like... Uh, three movies by people who hate, hate all hate each other. Even See, though I think our dwarf person. water park episode. This one. Yeah, this one. All right. You're I in think, luck. I think we should embrace the Batman theory, which is just like just start that shit over. Start over. Every start five over. years, mm-hmm. just be like that. No, darker, darker Batman. This Batman sh- doesn't even turn on lights. He hates lights. Batman is a um, Batman movies are a roguelike. The video game where you're supposed to lose every two minutes and start mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Are you learning anything? No, but I'm getting more frustrated. I got one more. St- I got my stats went up by one. Try again. Are we at the point, by the way, where we can just go full the other way and go back to 60s Batman? I think that's what they're ultimately going to do. Zot. Yeah. yeah. Zap. Sure. Pow. Sure, why not? Yeah. The Watusi. The Batusi. Boy. Boy, this Robert Pattinson Batman took place at the marina at noon a lot. <laughs> We're just gonna Did catch. not expect that many Paul Dano water skiing scenes, but I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I want him like to Paul go Dano. as he needs to go as goth as he appears he's going to be while at the marina. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Yeah. I just want the Danny McBride Batman. Hey, everybody. <laughs> That's Bat- close to Lego Batman. That is so close to Lego Batman. The finest Batman, by the way, is Will Arnett. That's Swaggering and insecure Batman, like that's Danny McBride can do that too. <laughs> hit, hit him with the merch gun. Yeah, <laughs> that Lego Batman. Uh, the other voice that you just heard there, Ryan Nanny. Hello, Hi. Ryan. Uh, um, have you have you resolved your situation nope. at home? Nope. No, not ready to talk about it. Um, might. I mean, I've got Cerber here, so maybe he can bless this. I'm thinking I might come on uh, Hand of the Dirt maybe in a week or so to talk to talk about it and break down how this all went after like i can't talk about it now yeah because so much can still go wrong it it just it's not your fault it's it's not your this fault this is true i blame and myself for a lot but the fridge the fridge dying 4 days before thanksgiving is not one of them and hand in the dirt is a safe space for you to come and talk about it whenever you're ready um please come and feel free to be as open as you'd like Thank you. I and I'm sorry it. I brought it up earlier. No, it's uh, Cerber. No, no, it's no. Not I'm like not sorry. That's just good producing. I was like, he's going to be pissed. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> he's goading you into great content. That's right. That's yeah. right. I, no, I appreciate that. Um, no, I'm not ready to talk about it. Okay. And cool. and and, By the way, and I do I do blame Boston Market. I think they ruined my fridge. Uh, the downside, by the way, of Nashville gentrifying is that generally, if you really needed something on short notice, mm-hmm. you could just go take it off someone's porch. Sure. That yeah. used to happen. Not now. Back in the day. Joining uh, and also joining us, Holly Anderson. Holly. Holly, how, how are we prepped? We. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepped. I'm doing good. I got... Uh, I'm doing something a little wild this year, and I hope you'll all give me the emotional space to to get this out. I am. Uh, I decided the night before starting to bake the pie that I have to take 200 miles uh, on Thursday. That I should bake it in a completely different kind of pan, uh, and that I could just scale the recipe in my head. Oh, so and you're changing so far, the size. You're changing the size of the pie. I so okay. I'm. I was. The plan was to bake a slab pie to take up for Thanksgiving. We're gonna have mm-hmm. uh, about like ten people there, and uh, it is normally an apple and cranberry pie with a dark rum caramel. And I am changing that up to pears and wild blueberries this year because we're also having apple cake. Um, pears and wild blueberries with like a, a dark maple rum caramel and uh the thought of having to transport a pyrex dish that can really only be covered with a like a dish towel in a moving car that also includes betty 
uh, kind of filled me with fear. And I, I went through all these insane kind of egg drop notions of, of drawing on all my science Olympiad experience to figure out how I could pad this pie. So if she tramples over the box, uh, the pie won't be smashed because this is a dog who has stepped, who has just galumphed her way into the center console of the car and put her foot through the lid and directly down into like a large Coke Zero in the in the cup holder. So her feet will go everywhere. And I have a lasagna pan that was that was uh, gifted to me by my best friend's very Italian mother. Uh, I've never made lasagna in it. I really hope she doesn't listen to this. I'm sorry, Moo. Um, but it is very sturdy. It's very, so it's thick, right? Like it's made to bake in. Uh, it's thick stainless. It's got handles and it's got a plastic close fitting lid is the key. Sounds like, sounds like you're making savory lasagna. That's what's happening here. You mean sweet lasagna? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Sweet lasagna. Yeah. I know what words mean. So I, I don't, my favorite Aerosmith song, by the way. I don't personally like baking in, the, we're, we're doing hand in the dirt now, this is basically a lifestyle podcast, I don't personally like baking in metal, mm -hmm. um, I think that the, the, the quick conductivity that you get with metal, uh, I would rather have the change up of the radiant heat that you add with glass, and also the ability to see the color of your pie crust underneath, that is what I'm nervous about, I'm, I'm nervous about because I know the time is going to change, because the pan that I'm using is larger but thinner, so I'm doing a couple kinds of math, and it's deeper. So I'm doing a couple kinds of math at once, and I am, instead of to do, in, instead of doing like a top crust, I'm gonna do like cutouts, and just like layer the cutouts over yeah. it because I I I don't want the crust to reach over the top of the pan because I'm afraid the dog will get it. Do you usually pre-bake? Is this a pie you usually pre-bake the crust for? Not this one. Okay. Uh, I don't usually. I don't I think usually that. I think that one. favors you here, actually. Yeah, because I won't be able to. Like, I mean, it's it's a deep dish fruit pie. You can't really overcook it. Um, but I am worried about undercooking. So, uh, and it goes into the oven. This is we're recording this on Tuesday. It goes into the oven at like nine o'clock tonight. So, uh, by Saturday, maybe I'll be able to to tell you guys how this went. But yeah, it's it's. The only thing I found myself short was a lemon, so I have to go get a lemon here in a minute. This is all very interesting. I know. I'm. I'm uh, listen, you have a fridge and an oven, so I'm thrilled for you, and I'm excited. I'm living vicariously through you right now, hey, and I'm excited for you, and I believe in you. Thank you. I believe right. in you. You're <laughs> listen, man. You're you are way ahead of. Of me in terms of tribulation. Yeah, you're like the Bear Grylls of Martha Stewart's right now. Ryan is the day one sim walking in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Roll him, flaw him. Toilet, bed, microwave, good to go. No problems. <laughs> cook, cook in sink. <laughs> Pee in kitchen. Oh, <laughs> your sim is unhappy. Shower your sim. Can't. Ew. Can't. Don't have an oven. Can't no oven. Thought, thought bubble storm cloud heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go make four girlfriends and two boyfriends. Wait, whoa, 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 what? The take same job as split zone duo, you pervert. Take, take job as Dracula? Yes. <laughs> now I'm happy. <laughs> Mood <laughs> increased. Now I'm happy. Best Have Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> Have argument with three boyfriends and two girlfriends. 
I have never played The Sims in my life, but I'm really enjoying this conversation with no context whatsoever. So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this is one day no, in the I, life no, of a Sim. Don't explain The Sims to me. I don't want to. Yep. That's all I'm saying. It's one day in the life yeah. of a Sim. All, all I would do in The Sims is point in the mirror to become more charismatic without developing any other skills. <laughs> no friends so, either. Huh. Just, just all no. alone. <laughs> Talking to all of Coolest guy in the world. No friends. <laughs> Isn't that just Twitter at this point? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it has social media now. You can post on social media and absolutely nothing happens Good. it's like you have more followers <laughs> just gains you nothing <laughs> so it's accurate is what you're yes. saying it's, it's a good. very accurate game <laughs> you'll be like do, do you get is there like an achievement when you get like a big number no nope nope you just got worse nope. at work good job <laughs> it's awesome I'm actively trying to shake mine off and they keep sticking around you somehow became a socialist and a philadelphia eagles fan i don't know how that happened go, but go thank birds. you twitter Go birds. Um, I did want to address uh, one football thing. I opened a fascinating article that to me says everything I want to talk about right now in terms of where the sport is at and where the coaching carousel is turning. And it, I opened it up and it was an article from Bruce Feldman, uh, who we know. Arizona football is fun again. No, this is just, you know, when you I open so. something, you're like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for this discourse. Right. We're, we're bad people for enjoying this, Jason. Um, yeah, Jason, you yeah. definitely started this. Definitely I'll take, started I'll take the that. fall. That's fine. Uh, the fall from 1 and 11 to 2 and 10. No, never mind. Fix, fix pizza in sync. Happy now. <laughs> um, <laughs> fix, watch Eric's fix, bro fix broken pizza. <laughs> By TV. Watch Arizona football on TV. Fuck cloud. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. <laughs> Fun. Hygiene going down. Arizona. <laughs> Arizona levels dangerously high. Arizona football is funk again. Why did I just sneeze a gun? I have Arizona poisoning. Arizona, turn off Arizona football. Clean TV. Clean TV. Clean, Clean TV. <laughs> Stare in mirror. Sob. Develop charisma. Coach Sob. Arizona football. Sob. Sob. Sleep, I think I'm, sleep I think in I'm swimming pool. Of this. There are these moods you, you get Delete that will be like, friend died, will be sad for three days, go cry to reduce sadness by one hour. This just sounds yep. like being Bill yep. Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> calculate, calculate F plus. Calculating morning friend, time. Friend plus. <laughs> Buy sneakers. Um, <laughs> we love Those you, are Bill. free. He doesn't listen to the show. No, he it's doesn't. Okay. No, but, God, no. Um, but I did open this article from Bruce, and it said the thirty, like, the thirty-four coaching candidates you need to know about right now. And I was like, not reading that. I love you. I'm not. I'm happy not for, for you, you, but I'm, I'm not, not reading, reading all that. that. <laughs> thirty-four like, for all, I, like for all jobs. <laughs> all of them. And to which oh. I said. To which I said, like, I'm exhausted hearing that sentence. To which I said, like, this is obviously a very thorough piece of work, and I'm not reading all that. I don't. If you have 34 head coaching candidates for 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 like five major positions, then you don't have any candidates. I don't need to read it yet. That's it. We'll we'll get to that next week. It's a lot of guys. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 too many guys. That's that's, that's too many ghosts. We cannot, we cannot hire them all. them all. Yeah. 
original um, original headline for that article. 35 coaches I told their agents I would put in a list at some point. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, this is not really an exhaustive piece of work if you're just what, making what, a list. Why don't I write? Can we do that for Channel 6? I'm just going to call agents and be like, hey, why don't you just dictate what you want me to put in it? And we'll this, do that. And they'll and think I'm joking. The headline is, you mean I can just type anything here and it shows mm-hmm. up on the internet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I'll tell lies about it. And they're like, he's won 118 games in the last nine years. This got me in a lot of trouble uh, three or four realignment cycles ago where I made a list at Sports Illustrated, which up until the, that point had been a very respected magazine that had a small website attached to it. And I made a list of schools that were a better fit for the Big East than Memphis. And it was every school not currently in the Big East or a Power 5 team. Um, <laughs> How'd that go over? That was actually the start of my beef with because he gave my phone number to some Memphis talk radio guy who read it aloud on the air. To mm-hmm. be fair, you he were thought right. I was serious. Read the you list were... of schools? The entire list of schools? No, he read my phone number on the air. Oh, that was a rough okay. couple of weeks. You, uh, I think you were right. Just you were off by like when, like this is the most recent version of realignment. That I really described. should call them back. Yeah. Just well, checking, I was trying to say circling, was that Memphis back. has no peers. Anyway, Memphis we should probably no yeah we should probably call some agents and just say you know hey we'll let you come on here and say whatever you want. Yeah. Throw like a I'll baseball throw like a baseball manager on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just be like Bobby <laughs> Valentine hearing his name thrown around for the LSU job. Be like weird, really. Though, he's- He's, um, g- wait, he's going to insist on wearing a football We can also do this uniform. ourselves. We can, th- we can throw a name around. Condi Rice. She sounded really confident on uh, Peyton and Eli. And we know she's willing to commit war crimes. So she'd be perfect for LSU. Great. You could yeah. call like a music agent. Give, yeah. me, some, give me some rappers Ooh, to throw yeah. on this list. Yeah, we could call That like- would actually be great because the Grammy nominations just came out. And they'd be like, I'm sorry, this is for what publication? Florida head coach the Applebee's song. Mm. <laughs> listen, which is now it's Fall Out Boy. Apparently. <laughs> hey, listen, they went undefe- that song went undefeated this year, Ryan. Okay? Dan Mullen didn't. Therefore, Applebee's song greater than Dan Mullen. He Mullen's. outlasted it though. Did he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he? They stopped playing that shit weeks ago. They learned their is lesson unlike l- Florida. It did get a Grammy. No- Somebody pointed out that it did get a Grammy nomination. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I, no, that's why we're upset. No, yeah, that somebody yeah. put that in the full cast mentions earlier today. Extremely yeah. upset. Yeah. Um, Josh, there, has, thanks like, for letting us know that it's it's nominated for best country song. Were there like five country songs this year? Uh, there were six yes, nominees, there so there five. were at least six country songs. But okay. uh, mm. yeah. What I mean, are what are many. the six what are the six nominees for best country? I'm not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know these. No, no, no. Don't make us no. guess. Can we, I mean, can, could like an AI whatever just spit out the words and it'd be correct? There is there right, is. Hang on. There are like Spencer, two. You look up the actual list. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You up you look up the actual list of nominees and I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna make an AI country song list. <laughs> okay. We can do this. Uh. So for the Grammys 2022, the only reason to read the Tennessean is their country music, their country music coverage. I'm sure they do something else well. <coughs> uh, so the nominees for best country song, that's best the category you're country for. song, best country. We have a couple of them. I'm going to go with the one that has the most ridiculous titles. Um, Nothing but a good old fashioned love. 
All right, so here we go. Best country song. Better than we found it. Mine's better. Camera roll. Okay, That's okay. Casey Musgraves. Hang on. Yeah. So who who do you think has had the better country song out of those first two? Mine or Spencer's? What was yours? Would you like nothing but a, mine was nothing but a good old fashioned love, and Spencer's was better than we found it. Nothing but a good old fashioned love. Yeah. If you check out the indefinite article. I think it was just nothing but good old-fashioned love. I would feel better. I think that. the A raises interesting questions. I'm going to go with uh, that See, I, it felt more like a R&B hit to me because of that. I don't know well, why. Well, uh, it's here there for be a, it's country, so I'm not here for hits. It's fair. I'm not here for pleasing music. <laughs> crossover appeal. All right. Good point. Spencer, what is the second Grammy nominee? The second one is Camera Roll. All right, my second AI-generated name is I Have a Grand Conspiracy to Confuse. <laughs> There's, that's a blowout. Wow. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a blowout, yeah. Again, so, wow. I asked for the theme to be love when I plugged I, it into I, this generator. I choose to believe that part of your title is in parentheses, and I can't decide which part. <laughs> I, have Just a to grand, I have a grand old conspiracy to confuse. <laughs> to confuse. To be clear... The conspiracy is to confuse. Yeah. It just it just grips you from the first line when Luke Bryan says JFK Jr. is alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He might. All right, Spencer, what's your third one? Um, this one is uh, called, <clears throat> one word, cold. All right, I got one. That old radio she used to love. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, from downtown. <laughs> George Jones I'm classic. so invested in this story. He found a <laughs> radio. <laughs> Yeah. That is that, yeah. that is a that is a logo Lillard three right there. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I might I might have it this time. Next one. Cunt, country again. Counterpoint. Well, comma in the backyard is love. God. Wow. No. No. I wow. I think this I think this is the one time Spencer takes it. No, okay. it's a sweep. Right, right. It's a sweep. No, wait, he's, for he's me. got one more. I got, though, two, I got two more. Two more. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Oh, you didn't see what I, nope, I'm I turning this. So you can't right, see right, what right. I just so got. So number number nominee number five is fancy like. Sure. Nope. Out. It, Get rid it of it. It is very weird because this. I, I feel like every time I hit generate, it's listening to what you just said because the song I just got was crazy little mama. How you love that body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm listening yeah. to that song anyway. Who, who wow. turned that down? Oh, wow. God. Oh, God. Okay, tell me you have one more because I, I have do. a... I have... Y'all, I have, I have a world beater here. Is Pitbull the featured artist on Crazy Little Mama, How You Love That Body? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Does that one also have parentheses and just that body? <laughs> All right. I have. I'm, I'm going to screen cap this so that you, you guys know that I did not make this up. I have okay. one more. Yeah. Remember her name. Week. Y'all ready? Make, Mickey Guyton rules, though. Yeah, y'all ready? Mickey Guyton is, is great. You gotta love me like you love that boat. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm gonna be Ship so it. mad when Ship Holly... Re- I, I'm gonna... Kenny Chesney's like, how are they finding my vault? How I'm have not- they found my unreleased Prince track? Season and desist. <laughs> I've been hacked. Thank you to the website these lyrics do not exist.com, which is an AI wow. lyric generator. You gotta and love me like you love that boat. Subtitle. I'm sorry, let me let me read you uh 
Let me read you a chorus. Love is like a fairy tale flowing with such grace. You gotta love me like you love that boat. You gotta love me, love me, love me. <laughs> That's a great song. Yeah, fuck. By that the way, one also got- has Pitbull on it. Just- well, I'm sorry. Verse two is, well, you made me fall in love. You made me fall in love. Strong as a tree in the way that you go, girl. <laughs> I would just cut this whole album. This just cut it. Great. Like, no, don't edit a lyric. Just do it. It'd be just. It'd be fine. It'd be just as good as any other country album. Love me like you love that boat. So my first idea here was um, I need to um, put, come up with some real or fake uh, Christian music to post from the VBS account. So I typed in Jesus pop songs. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just gonna give one song title here. Jesus lights a fire in the fire room. <laughs> It's metal. It, it, that it, also, actually, let me finish this verse. That's also a good parenthetical in the fire room. Mm-hmm. Next, next line. Can I be there to warm you up? And every time Jesus takes his eyes off of her, Jesus says a sweet prayer for Santa Claus. <laughs> Jason, did you try? Did you try putting Jesus in as the topic and clicking metal for the lyrics? Yeah, been there, but yeah, let's do it again. Jesus lives outside of Rome. Jesus oh, lives hang way on, hang over on. there. We're going to go very happy. Christian all right, Hill. all right. Yeah, this is this is indistinguishable from, yeah, yeah. Jesus heard yeah. my cries. Jesus seen me crawling on the ground. Here I am, Jesus draws me near. His old faith Jesus showed me before. Yeah, this is all real. There's This this Ooh, Christian yeah. metal exists. Can confirm. I got two years before Jesus vanished, a Texas town of just two. <laughs> Shit, yes. <laughs> it's just been given its own congressional district. It's still not as good as Jesus so this is for Santa Claus. <laughs> no, it's two years before Jesus vanished, that would be when Jesus was 10. This is Texas when Jesus was 10. Let's try neutral Jesus rap. <laughs> neutral. Oh. Neutral is the word I love. Heard that, that too. I'm oh, hear. my God. Oh, God. This is deep. She wants the big love that she never had. She oh. wants the new person that Jesus never had. Well, I was thinking about a girlfriend. Jesus was thinking about a girl. That's rap? Whoa. Yeah, I don't think it knows what Bars. rap is. <laughs> Bars! I just asked for very sad Jesus rap, and it says, Where is the boy who began the war? Where is the boy, <laughs> Where is the boy who as... began the war? Is Jesus, as... is Jesus in the same place? Is it the same space? Spencer, do that as Morrissey. Uh, where is the boy who started the war? That is the lyric that I'm doing. Where is the boy who began the war? Yeah. Where is the boy <laughs> who began the war? <laughs> Don't be so snide. I never realized Morrissey was a Muppet. Mm-hmm. He is. Morrissey is a racist Muppet. Oh, God. Oh. <sighs> What is the show about? I don't know. We How to live doing... uh, well. It's about a, uh, smart opinions from us. Yeah. People who are, Sorry, uh, last one, have it all together. Last one. One more bridge. Mm-hmm. Bridge to the next part of the episode. I ask God if Jesus can help me. My ex can stay busy. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> Vibes right there. That's it. That's pray the for, fucking gospel. Let's all, Get let's his all ass pray. out of here. Let's all pray. Pray for Santa Claus. Pray for uh, my ex. Parentheses. A, Santa Claus. A, Santa Claus. A, <laughs> we pray for Santa Claus. <laughs> He's oh busy. my God! Santa's exes must have some stories. Yeah, you know Santa could slang that dick. I what? Mean, <laughs> no, I don't. He drops off presents down chimneys. 
So, like, I mean, I feel like Santa's exes are all like, he once a year, he'd just disappear, running around all mm-hmm. night long, mm-hmm. visiting mm-hmm. every house in the world. I know what he was up to. Uh, so, I, I, won't, I will start the questions this time. Um, what questions? The questions that readers sent us that we have not completed. Uh, going the, tri- the, the trilogy demands completion. The trilogy. Um, Ew, again. We'll begin our own personal free advice version of Return of the King with this one. This is from Jack Harlingen at Jack Harlingen on Twitter. I quit my job with $10,000 in disposable savings, work at a Waffle House, and generally live like a dirt bag in some southern city. Is this a riddle? Where do I go? Are they bragging? His his question is, where do I go? (laughs) Brother, sounds like you got it figured out. (laughs) Stay the fuck. Lay fucking low. Lay low, man. This is is a proposition from him. Why don't you? Right? Yeah. He's like, well, where do you just live like a dirtbag in some... Man, it sounds like you're living pretty well. I mean, first of all, I know you're kind of young because you use the phrase disposable savings. Mm. Um. Because if you're thinking, you go, hey, I got 10K in disposable savings. You know what your brain's thinking? Car. Boat. Like, you, you've already got an earmark for something stupid. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just keep working at the Waffle House until something comes to you. Okay? Because it will. It will. Over time, you'll eventually want something. And this is a novel thing. I think people should know this. After you turn 30 or so, um, you're going to want, like, one thing every five years. Everything else is just kind of necessary, and you're going to get it. But every five years or so, you're going to actually want something. What okay? is the last thing you wanted? Oh, how can I answer that without going into an hour-long therapy session? Um, the last thing I actually wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it's been a minute, man. Um, so are you due now? Do you, do you want... I, I got to think back. I think the last thing I actually wanted was probably like like seven years ago. I wanted a car. That okay. was it. Yeah. yeah. That's the, like of things I will like of things you could talk about. Right. There's things you want like, ah, I would like peace. I would like, you know, one happy moment. You would like, you know, one calm moment. Those are things you're like. No, I mean things. Right. Like you'll be working at Waffle House, living your like fine ass dirtbag life. Right. In some southern city with your 10K. And you know what you're going to want? You're going to say like, ooh, I want that job. It'll just come to you. You'll be like, I want that thing. And go get it. That's great. That's clarity. But it doesn't happen very often. And it doesn't necessarily happen when you're doing anything to get to that point. Sometimes it's just a random realization that you can only get in the context of living and being patient. That's it. Have some patience is what I would say. You're only going to want something, and when you figure out what that thing is, it will become very apparent because it'll be the only thing you want. You'll just be, like, super obsessed with it, and you'll want to go get it. Right? Spencer, I think what I'm hearing from you is it's okay. Not only is it okay to want things, it's okay to not want things. But, buddy, you cannot have one without the other. That's it. When somebody says, I don't know what I want, I'm like, well, you're on your way to it. Because if you're just in a state of not wanting, things might be okay. But I assure you. The great problem of life, and this is Buddhism, eventually you're going to want something. You're going to have a desire, okay? Um, they have different opinions on how, to, on how one should treat that and greet that. Uh, I would say it's probably pointing you in a direction. So, hey, stack your money. Lay low. Chill. Get real fast on that grill. 
Waffle House, well, hey, if you want to be a chef, Waffle House cooks get hired all the time other places because you know what Waffle House cooks can do? Move food. Two things. They can move food fast and they can fight. Those are the two things Waffle House cooks can do. So just chill, man. They'll come to you. God, I wish there was a Street Fighter level in a Waffle House. Be be amazing. Oh, just, just the cook ignoring like Blanca the whole time. Oh, I see. Yeah, I was picturing. <laughs> but, but, I was but, picturing but, one but. of the bonus levels where you have to break shit. Sure, but no, you're you're is, saying an actual this, fighting stage where the background is stage. no one no one even notices yes, that M yes. Bison is flying people, back and forth because that his yes. shit happens all the time. Yep, yep. Like yeah. people people ordering food, kids eating food, somebody getting up to go over to the touch tunes, like. Business as usual. There just happens also, to be a street fight. <laughs> I like this because if you have a three, you know, three rounds, three minute fight, and everyone's doing the same animations the whole time, but yeah. making no progress on their food, that's what eating yeah. an all star feels like. Anyway, it's like God damn, I'm getting, barely yeah. making a dent in this thing. Combo, combo. Did combo. this waffle get bigger? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, the all star special really is the ultimate fighting combo. It is combos. It. Nothing but combos. That's Nothing right. but combos. That's right. Yeah, that's right. What order are we doing today? Well, uh, I think Jason, it's just whoever wants to go. Yeah, yeah. Jason, you, you got something? Speak on it. Sure. Uh, from Joey Kenny J. Kenny1987. <clears throat> I'm 34. My wife is 31. And to quote in the bleachers, Michael Felder, frequent guest on this program as of late, uh, our lives are pretty dope right now. Should we have a kid? <laughs> and I believe uh, Felder replied to this one with one and done like KD. <laughs> 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 Which as a parent of a one and done man, like here, here is what has worked so well for us as parents of a, uh, a solo child is um, she has lots of cousins nearby. So she gets the fam familial uh, family. You know, she has like uh, cousins between their age, you know, range of like three to ten years younger than her. Has more cousins, you know, in other states and stuff. So like she has, I I don't feel she has been deprived of the sibling experience. So like knowing that, I look back and I think like, okay, this you know this 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 turned out pretty well for her. Um, I you know there's every argument. to have to not have to have how many however all that stuff um i mean i i would i i would review our kid highly uh and the solo experience i will concur with felder uh boy there are strengths to it especially if that kid is gonna have you know um something like a full social experience i, I agree like with everything just invented letterboxed for kids and i i love that <laughs> i <clears throat> I don't really understand the impulse to be like, things are going great. Should we have a, like, to me, it's like, there are so many other ways you could, like, you could challenge yourself to be like, should I break my own kneecaps? Because things are going well. And I'd like to experience what that rehab would be like. Should I set my car on fire? You know, should I? Things are going, things are going great. I was thinking about becoming an alcoholic. Right, right. Should I de- should I intentionally develop it, an intense gambling addiction? It's like you could do that. I agree. I agree that if you're if you, if things are going great fun. and you just want to change things, yeah. Listen, gambling addictions have their fun parts, and so do parent. So does parenthood. Like they're both extremely unpredictable. Pick one. Uh, mm-hmm. You are only going to make friends who basically share the same core issue that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know they're they're it's very gonna you're gonna you're gonna look late, down and be like God I smell terrible and I have an exercise gonna happen yep. yeah <laughs> the friends thing is so real like you're you're gonna immediately all your old friends you are now people who say like hey man why haven't we done this in like yeah. seven years oh right yeah. right 
Cause, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, this is this feels too simple to say. Do you want to have children? If you don't want to have children, I would not recommend doing it on a lark. Nobody's got to. Like, no. like, buy a kayak. If you're like, I think I might be a kayaking person, that's fine, because you can always sell a kayak. It's hard as fuck to sell a kid. Not it's that I'm not. not at all. Yeah, okay, that's actually easy. I mean, yeah. never mind. I think, I I think uh, difficulty isn't the uh, isn't the issue here. <laughs> <laughs> Some it's things like, that can be done. You're right. Okay, you're right. Like, Facebook Marketplace like, could do wonders. No, you can. Play. We're gonna flip this kid. It, it's like that saying about poisonous mushrooms. Like, is that edible? Everything's yeah. edible once. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just. I. Mm. If you want to have kids, great. Do it. Don't don't do it just to be like you know what. But you uh, should be really sure about that. Yeah. I would I would always say this if somebody said hey should we have kids I would always say hey it's the greatest thing you'll ever do and no because every time you <laughs> tell somebody because I'm being very honest you just say listen whatever problems you have are only going to become ten times bigger once you have kids and whatever issues you have with yourself they're only going to become five to ten times bigger once you have kids nothing is easier you don't sleep as much. And it's also the point at which you firmly burn your boats and can no longer go back to any form of serious emotional immaturity. And I mean, like, emotional immaturity in the sense you're like, oh, I'm just going to, like, not put on pants today and, and not do anything. You know, like, no, that, that doesn't happen because there's somebody who's like, you got to feed me. Like, at the very least, you got to do that. Sure. Right. Yeah. And ultimately, that leads to like, well, I have to put on pants for myself because the baby can't be the only one wandering around here fully pantsed up and, and fed. I got to, yeah, there's a whole chain of things. So I'd be like, it's a great experience. Don't do it. Because inevitably when you tell somebody to not do it, they don't listen to you. It just starts a thought process. Yeah, that's It's fair. like when, when I used to wait tables, somebody would be like, can I try that? Anytime somebody said, try that, I would be like, I wouldn't. And they would always order it. Right? Yeah. Like that's, that was always the case when somebody's like, how is that? I'm like, ah, it's not my favorite. You shouldn't get it. They would always get it. <laughs> always. And I, it's um, not like it's not like that's always going to be the like oh they're going to do the opposite just to piss you off no that what you said doesn't matter they probably weren't listening anyway go ahead and say it just to at least provoke a thought i would love a world where nobody felt um obligated or compelled to do any of these recommended life steps and they yeah. only did them because they and their partner chose to um so joey kenny create that world for yourself enjoy um, Holly, do you want to pick one or do you want me to go? I'm going to do three here in one quick swoop. Yes. Because they have a theme between them, although they come from different sections. These are from... This is Grit like writing Knox. a killer AP lit essay you're about to write. I love it. These are from Grit Knox, Heebie-Jeebie... And Warren Abels. Grit Knox asks, I have a friend who talks about his cat a lot. How do I politely tell him I don't care? Should I be polite? <laughs> um, it sounds like, I would say that you don't really have a friend, but it actually sounds like your friend is the one who doesn't really have a friend. Um, suck it up or don't hang out with that person anymore. You are asking for permission to do a thing that you don't want to do. Uh, without consequences and guess what that's not how it works from heebie-jeebie is bitch what inappropriate for a work email 
I will. Ret- I don't know anything about you, where you work, or who you work for. But I will say again, everything is edible once. You are asking to do something without consequences. Uh, and you're also not providing context. Warren Abels, if I were to leave Texas and move to a less draconian environment, where should I go? Uh, Warren, I don't know anything about you or your situation, but if you have the option to leave and move to a less draconian environment than Texas, I would, you know, be careful what you wish for in terms of less draconian. You know, see also uh, what's currently happening in eastern Washington, uh, the history of the entire state of Oregon, Uh, the prevalence of Nazis in Maine, but also the fact that you have the option, it sounds like, to pick up and move your family because you don't like the politics of your state is to me an argument for why you should stay instead and devote all that energy you spend uh, thinking about where you should move instead to maybe helping out people who would love to move uh, and live under different governing conditions but are unable to. Uh, the answer to fixing the problems where we live is not to abandon those who can't fend for themselves, I don't think. But speaking of people who can't fend for themselves, I'm going to pull a Mac Brown. i got to go catch an Uber. You guys hey, you have go, a good one. You go You go catch that Uber. That's what that was said. I'm gonna, come here. I'm going to suck the life out of you before I go. I don't want to shake your hand. your bicep. No, no. your bicep. I'm so bored. Also, I have to shake your car because it's behind mine in the driveway. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Politeness is, like, what is the polite way to do a thing somebody else won't like is a really baffling concept. Because, like, there isn't one. There isn't, like, a particularly, there are, like, worse ways to do it. But there is no, like, if if you're going to tell somebody, like, if you're going to tell somebody something they don't want to hear or draw a line that, you know, somebody may not want to have drawn, polite really doesn't factor into it. Like no. you can make you cannot make it personal and you cannot make somebody feel unnecessarily bad, but there is no like there is no good way to do s- some things. Yeah. Also, you're going to bump up to a basic fact, which is uh, sometimes, you know, you just look up somebody you've been friends with for a while and you're like, I don't know why we did this. <laughs> that's going to have you. That's it's going to I'm I'm very Bill Parcells about this. Right. Like I'm yeah. like, you got to have you got to do confrontation. You got to have blunt conversations. You gotta well, be like, dude. Are you just the guy who talks about your cat, and, and why am I here? There's, there's also like, this is a thing I am working on as a parent in both directions, embracing the idea that you are not responsible for somebody else's feelings. You are responsible for your own actions and the consequences of them. But yeah. like, my daughter is at the age where when she does something she's not supposed to do. She really obsesses over, like, are you mad at me? And my answer is not yes or no. My answer is, you are not responsible for my feelings. Like, I am responsible for my feelings. I have to deal with them. I have to sort of, like, carry them with me and and cope with them. But, like, you can't live life trying to manifest feelings-based outcomes in other people because it's just out of your control. You should be a thoughtful person, a good member of your community, an empathetic person, a good listener, all of those things. But none of those things guarantee that someone will like you, will be happy with you, will be happy with themselves. Because you can't, that is the thing you can't control. You can control your own behavior and not somebody else's feelings. And that, to me, is like behind a lot of this is like, how do I keep somebody from getting mad at me? You can't. 
You really can't. No. You can just try to make really good decisions can't. because they're they're what feel comfortable to you. I also just at that of course cosine all around. Um, on the subject of my friend talks about their cat too much. Everyone has a cat, so to speak, that they talk about too much, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. We all have Florida, our own cats. We Florida talk about football, too much. perhaps. War, I wasn't Hammer. even thinking of that. I wasn't even thinking. Warhammer. Yeah, Spencer. Whenever you want to talk about Warhammer, I'll call you. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> so the thing about the Lamenters, Jason, is uh-huh. that uh, we're yeah we're reading about the Lamenters, and they just have the worst luck, man. Just the absolute. The worst luck in Warhammer. The worst luck. Of, no, seriously, the worst luck in Warhammer. We got to them today. <laughs> that's a tough on this podcast we listened to about Warhammer, and apparently there's somebody who is too cruel for Warhammer. Like there's somebody in the Warhammer universe that people are like, those guys have shit luck. Just like you were saying that if Warhammer, uh, if like white supremacists show up to a Warhammer event and Warhammer's like, yeah, you guys are too weird and violent for us. You need to go. That's a sign that you've really gone beyond the pale. That's a sobering, well, you like pale, but that's a sobering fucking moment is like, dude, you're too weird for Warhammer. Like, that's got to be, I mean, I hope that shocks you into reality, man. (laughs) That's a a bad moment. That should be a bad moment for you, right? But like, <laughs> think about you what are, the fuck I've done. <laughs> if you're the saddest, if you're the saddest crew in Warhammer, if even people in Warhammer are like, "God damn, dude, I don't know what got you pissed off, but man, you don't deserve any of this," then you're obviously the saddest people in the game. Um, but yeah, everybody does have that, right? So like, this is clearly an issue. This is beyond your friendship, man. I think my thing is, um, I, I think I try to remember is. Everything like this, I probably do it too, right? And like uh, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't mean you ignore it. Blah blah blah. If it's if it's you know it's if it's uh, sort of ruining the friendship, then okay, there are steps to take. Um, and I sort of I try very hard to always remember that like put yourself in the, per- the shoes of the person who is talking about the cat too much. Uh, what is it that they need? They need out of the friendship, right? Um, doesn't mean you have to give it to them. But it is helpful to try to uh, try to know. To to combine this with the previous question, if you are the kind of mm-hmm. person who can't stand your friend who only wants to talk about their cat, don't have a kid because your kid is yeah. only going to want to talk about oh, yeah. cats and cat lore and cats that they invented in their heads. Like mm-hmm. you, if if you if you need conversation to be inspiring to you and something you're personally invested in don't have a child because you're gonna talk about so much shit that doesn't matter to you at it's, all i'll tell you what man i'll tell you what my stance is it's fucking awesome like she just gets sure into, she, she gets into the dumbest shit i'm like fuck yes i love dumb shit let's go so like if that's your temperament you're gonna love kids <laughs> i am currently in i'm currently engaged in a long-term pretending game with my daughter where she is the wife, Beth. I am the husband, George. We have uh, three imagine each, imaginary children. Their names are Beckany, uh-huh. Dyla, and Leon. <laughs> Leon! <laughs> oh, Leon! That's good so I, I have to go around the house talking to nobody and say, Beckany, stop doing that. And I have to say Beckany like it's real fucking name. So you're beckoning Beckany? Yes. Yeah. I mean, to to the to the people who are irritated with somebody talking about a cat, can I interest you in any of the details of any of the major aeronautical disasters of the last seventy five <laughs> years in the United States and abroad? Yes, actually, I would I would be happy to go over all of them with you. You got it. You see, this is this is how people start podcasts. 
they just, they just, they, their friends are like, I don't want to yeah, hear about this anymore. Do. And they're like, you know yes. who does? There the internet. Does. There's a solution. Every- cat guy. Start a fucking cat guy podcast. Start and then they see, oh, no, one person listens. And it's me. I guess I'll take it. Every- <laughs> Everybody on the House of Leon, my podcast about my daughter's imaginary family. <laughs> House of Leon is an awesome fucking title, by the way. Write that down. IP, House of Leon. Develop yeah, we're plot pitch- later. We're pitching it to Showtime. Pitch it right now. It's happening. Call them. Thank you. Pitch it live um, on the podcast. I would, like to, I would like to spin us to an extremely unproductive question, if that's okay. Oh, please. Uh, this is from uh, J.D. Vance, Vance Refrigeration, at Texan <laughs> in NYC. This is not helpful because it was submitted... At a time where this advice is too, uh, it comes too late. But the question is, I have to play one song, just one, for an event full of professionals next week. It will be me and a guitar, and they're all in their 30s. Which song should I play? So I decided to do the thing that I think will make Spencer maddest. And I'm looking at the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 1999. 1999 okay. is what I went with. Um, what a toilet there, are not, there are not a lot of um, charming guitar based songs on here you mm-hmm. uh this this is this is quite a year for like songs you don't want to hear anymore um highlighted of course by uh oh shit i just lost uh, all-star by smash mouth um but i think i think the answer is looking at this list wild wild west the will smith song I think if you played that at, in a business setting on a guitar by yourself, people would be so confused that they wouldn't know, like you would shut down their emotional reactions completely. They wouldn't know whether to applaud, whether to boo. They wouldn't know where they were. They would have no reaction whatsoever. Every other song on this list, some people might like, some people might hate, but Wild Wild West is so specific that like I think you would just you would just like effectively break people's brains. And that's why I pick it. I'm going to go ahead. It's a bad list though. It's a terrible. Yeah. It's a bad list. I'm going to go ahead and do this. I think you should test the powers of human will and of my low estimation of most people. And you should just go in there and sing sweet Caroline. (laughs) Just do, just do sweet Caroline on the guitar and watch as every Caucasian in the audience just Mm -hmm. goes, uh, like they'll sing the bop, 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 bop. I've seen it happen too many times to have any hope that it would not be a complete smash. What if you do it with Piano Man and refuse to acknowledge that you're playing a guitar? That's fine too. They okay. won't care. Hmm. Nobody okay. cares. Nobody cares or has any standards. It's fine. <laughs> they Who's will just slavish. They will just slavishly sing along like zombies. It is a spell. I do not care to question its magic. Okay. Um, I will go, uh, and I think my question is extremely useless. Um, why this is from this is a food question from Craig Fair at Edgar Diaz Rocks. Why is spam only appreciated in the freak states, Alaska and Hawaii? I disagree with your characterization. Those are the freak states. I disagree with your characterization <laughs> of Hawaii as a freak state. Alaska, yes. Yes, there are some bona fide freaky people up in Alaska. It's still Alaska has improved in this respect, but from what I understand and talking to several people who live there, it is still very much in the place where somebody's like, "Yeah, 
I'm uh, the town attorney, but I also cut hair and I'm a DJ. Like there's, you know, and that's charming, but it's because they don't have actual competent people to do all three jobs. So there's somebody who's good at one and then they can do the other two without getting arrested. Can that's I, can a lot I of offer, places in Alaska are still there. Can I offer what I think is a helpful for me formula for what is a freak state and what is not? Yes. Ask yourself, could Wolverine live there for a couple years? <laughs> Just and I think that's a use like Alaska. Yes. Florida. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hawaii. No, I don't think Wolverine could live in Hawaii for like, what would he do? Get drunk. New Hampshire. Absolutely. I don't think where, where could he not? I, th- I think he'd, I mean, there's places he'd hate. Is that what you mean? Right. Yes. I yeah. mean, like places that yeah. Wolverine could live and you'd be like, yes, he Just fits vibe. in there. Yeah, he'd yes. vibe and he'd be Like fine. Wolverine can't live in fucking California. That's nonsense. Well, I was just thinking Los Angeles would make him lose his fucking mind. Right. Yeah. He right. Wolverine's yeah. stuck in traffic in the heat. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, sir. In the heat. Somebody's, yeah, hair. somebody's dying. He's hairy. Yeah. <laughs> These useless yeah. powers. <laughs> He's just, I'm, I'm just stuck. Wolf. I'm stuck alive for this entire commute. I cannot right. die this entire. What could commute. you do? You could claw the car in front of you, but that will just make traffic worse. <laughs> now you're there Wolf- even longer. <laughs> Wolverine in Houston, just getting shot constantly. Right? Just being like, oh God, got shot again. Then Gambit comes to visit. He's fucking annoying, and you hate it. Ugh. People in Houston would figure out that you could shoot Wolverine, and he'd come back to life, and they just do it for fun. They'd be like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be like when like a fraternity puts a, a a car out on the front lawn. They're like a dollar to swing at this yeah. old car. <laughs> You're like, here, five dollars. You can stab this man right in the chest. <laughs> on it, brother. Bam. It's for it's for charity. Don't worry. Wolverine's got to be the richest man in the world for that, right? Because he's like the king of bar bets. He's been making bar bets sure. for like four hundred years. Yeah. Uh, I. I think the actual answer to this is both states had a heavy government presence for a really long time, and spam was the official uh, fruit, that is fraud food, the official fruit of uh, first the army, then the larger military there, and that's why it took hold, I think. That's why spam is so popular in both places, is that there was a massive government influence, spam being the official fruit of the government, and then they just made it work. Spam basubi is delicious. Don't act like you're too good for it. I don't know what Alaska's done with it. Alaska's one of those like real cold places that's filled with a lot of like Scandin- people of Scandinavian descent. So I assume the food's pretty brutal, right? Like your raw meats are probably pretty good. You're, you're like, you know, meats that you got yourself. Like, sure, there's some delicious caribou. Like, that's fine. You know, probably get good. You can get good meats like that. Your venison's probably awesome. Uh, but everything else is probably pretty brutal up there. Hey, you know what? Winter does come for us all, though. And that's good because... And so does death. But before death is retirement. And folks... Yeah. (laughs) But if you, like me, were doing your planting and you're waiting over the winter for those little sprouts from the acorns that you planted... I don't know who plants acorns. I don't know when acorns are planted. (laughs) (laughs) How how utterly... I am just scattering every day. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of Spencer, you know what else would be really handy in Alaska? Uh, I believe Bomba socks. Well, we're not doing that, Adrian Spencer. So instead, <laughs> I, I, I was pur- going you know, to you say. Know I, you know I did that one on purpose, right? But there's no way for me to tell that for sure. Because I, of course, was talking about home field apparel. And they're snuggly, comfortable, 
multicolored. I mean, they have multiple colors. It's not like all tie-dye stuff. That's a little confusing, I suppose. Uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, t-shirts, baseball tees, all kinds yeah. of stuff. That's what I think you need in in you know to survive the tundra. Probably also you? supplies, but yeah. No, I mean I think first you got to <laughs> body heat is the first and uh, like sure yes. calories. The film, you you're talking calories. about the film the film body heat with um, Kathleen Turner, yes. Um, I think both can keep you warm through an okay. entire winter, but I would argue first that you need a pretty husky uh, Connecticut Husky shirt. That's the fe- uh, sweatshirt. That's the featured mm-hmm. warm piece of clothing on Homefield's uh, site right now. And let me tell you, the pretty husky flowing locks, a look to the future as if filled with potential, thinking of all of the seven and five seasons that Jim Mora might get them to. And I said that as a joke, but damning with faint praise. If they got to seven and five with Jim Mora Jr., New best coach in America, in my opinion. Jim Mora, Connecticut Husky lifer. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I want you to hear. Although I would say this too. If you really, if you're not feeling so wintry and you want Mm -hmm. to just get a good piece of undergarment there, um, the UC Irvine Surfing Anteater, (laughs) if you have not seen the UC Irvine Surfing Anteater, go get that because, yeah, they got all your favorites. Homefield boned up this year. They leveled up. You know, Florida, UGA, Texas, etc. Everybody that you could possibly want. Notre Dame. If you got Notre Dame, you basically are college football at this point. They're just the hood ornament on the machine that they've built. But keep in mind, Homefield is all about their roots. Small schools like UC Irvine. Uh, you've got uh, all the Indiana gear that you can handle. Not that Indiana's small, but like nobody's more Homefield than Indiana. You know, your Bucknells, your Colgates, your Toledos. Your Southern Indianas, right? Your Southern Illinois. Shout outs to the, to the Salukis. All of those things that that really make them, and they do all of those the same way. The detail and the affection and the attention to the customer. Everything that makes Homefield fantastic. I gushed, but I'm going to continue to gush. You're damn right. Um, you can use you can use offer code Fullcast to get twenty percent off your first order if. You've already made your first order, which if you're listening to this show, I think there's a good chance you have. Good news. Black Friday deals are coming. Uh, Homefield's going to have the whole dang site is going to be on discount. But you're going to want to act quickly because stuff's going to sell out because you want to get stuff uh, in time for holiday gifting as soon as possible. So don't don't tarry. Don't delay. Get on top of it. And I think no matter where it like you you can prepare for winter in multiple ways. One of those ways might be putting on a single home field hoodie. One of those ways might be to put on, I don't know, six home field shirts, all of increasing size and becoming your own nesting doll of cool retro college logos. Why not do that? Why not? Indeed. Johnny Appleseed is a beloved figure in American history, but Dave Acorns, Dave Acorns really deserves credit. Imagine if all that he didn't want the fruit in, in like a year. If you're like, oh fuck, that house is gone. <laughs> to meet Dave Acorns, the individual who will uh, lift you like an oak tree toward retirement, uh, you're going to go to Acorns.com/fullcast, where Dave will grant you five dollars in your retirement booster kit. And then you supplement it with uh, pushing the buttons over time, and eventually you have enough of a tree to build a treehouse in, and that's where you retire. For your own little Beckony and Leon, you can get the early account, <laughs> as I have for my sons, uh, who here for the purpose of this will be referred to as Beckony and Leon. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Beckany and Leon, by the way, uh, we're currently holding at the younger son, uh, currently a $50 advantage over the elder son, uh, which I believe is holding relatively steady to uh, last week's pattern. So no new embezzlement, no new crypto investments, uh, no new skullduggery on the part of my younger son, the financial bandito. But I have my eye on him, and so does acorns.com. Have you ever heard your younger son say, scared money don't make money? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I asked him what he I asked him what it meant and he said aggression. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> uh he is like he is now tied for funniest person in the world with Charles McDonald, aka four verts on Twitter, who by the way, I I saw last night and I just wanted to share the story that at one point during twenty eight three, um the Falcons legendary collapse against the New England Patriots. Charles is a Falcons fan. He was in a bar, I believe, in Baltimore, and there was a Patriots fan who was a very large gentleman, at least 300 bills and climbing, and did not look particularly healthy with it, and was giving him shit in his Pats jersey. And Charles was so angry that Charles leaned in and goes, you're not going to live to see next year, and then just walked away. And I was like, yeah, you're not going to fight over that in a bar because you're going to take at least five minutes and be like, who the fuck would say that? <laughs> who? So mean. <laughs> so mean. Why would so he say that? That's what you're standing, that's what you're standing there engaged, processing. I was just engaged in some lighthearted sports <laughs> chuckles. I thought, I thought we were just here to banter about I thought what we were know? just joshing, buddy. <laughs> and he's like, he you're going to die. <laughs> the grave howls your name. <laughs> you got eight months, buddy. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> Like they don't understand, man. They don't understand. Yeah. Um, I was... just a- I just asked the spam question. Do you mind if I go back to back with another diet question here? Sure. Go for it. Okay. Uh, this is from at Sal Mackie uh, at Sal Mackie on Twitter. I'm really nailing that. Nailed. Hand. Yep. Nailed it. Wife asked me to join her doing a keto diet. I said, sure, why did I do that? You did it because you want to be supportive and also because you want to make cooking at your house easy. That's it. So if that's what you've decided to do for whatever reason, um, you just have to fix one meal. That, that's, why, that's why you did it. I don't know if you have to get too psychological about it. I don't. It's easier if both of you are eating the same food, if you're in the same house, if you can do that. I don't know if y'all have the kind of homes where people have 8,000 different dietary requirements, but like it's way easier if everyone's on the same page. Also, if you're not really into it and she wavers a little bit and is like, yeah, we don't want to do that tonight, jump right in. That's fine. Go ahead. Oh, you man. are you are the emergency shoot. You become the like, no, yep. you didn't quit. We quit. We, we quit. And that makes us a stronger bond. We decided it didn't work for us. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and do that. Okay. Um, all right. Here's one from Hamilton Cook at Hamilton Cook on Twitter. I am single and have seven to ten weddings to attend next year. What should I do for plus ones? These are actual close friends and family that are important to me, so I'm not skipping the weddings. I don't have a goddamn clue. I don't. I don't. It's been a long time since I was in this situation. Uh, sure. To be quite sure. Honest. Uh, so. Um. 
so so I have I have a few thought starters. One, if you have if these are in places that are interesting to go to, and you have a friend that you'd like to travel with, just bring them along. Like it doesn't you, you know if if people are like who the hell is this? It's like are they a good time and are they gonna like not be the asshole at the wedding? Fuck it, they're a plus one, and you're just ha- like you're just turning it into a road trip or an interesting vacation or something like that. Uh, other than that, like I, I don't think you should necessarily feel pressured to plus one it if you don't have somebody that makes sense to, or if you just yeah. don't want. Like I don't, I don't really. I I have been to sev- I've been to many weddings by myself. I've been to many not by myself. I think there are advantages to both, but I have never gotten the impression that if you have a plus one and you don't use it, that you have fucked up somehow, but I might be completely wrong. There's also, uh, you know, the, the scenario where perhaps, you know, you, you, you meet someone at one of these early weddings and then, Hey, you're now your wedding buddies. Yeah. Also, I'm just saying if you're single and you got seven to 10 weddings, clean up, clean up, go there, look good, be ready, have sure. a good banter. Because that is um, that is the type of environment where people enjoy getting festive, and you could probably end up having a wonderful time with somebody over the weekend, or making a really awkward and incredible memory. There's also that, right? <laughs> or both. Yeah, you can both. sometimes do both. both. Yeah. Some weddings are long. You can make that work. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. If if that's if that's your gig. If you're like, hey, I want to meet someone really special. That might happen. If you're like, hey, I would like to go and have a lot of fun. At weddings, that could definitely happen, right? Also, you're going to get really good at the whole wedding thing. You're going to look up. If you have like seven to ten weddings, part of the fun's going to be at the sixth one. You're going to go, oh, that is a lovely floral arrangement. They didn't really. You, oh, you're going to have there. feelings and opinions at that point. Oh, you're going to you're sure. you're going to your your expertise in the uh, in the the marital event space. That's going to just like skyrocket. Never a bad thing, especially when later on you eventually plan your own. Your first, maybe even your second. Have some input. F- have some opinions. F- file this away for something. Wedding NFTs. I don't know what that means yet, but yeah. I feel like it's how we'll get rich. <laughs> yeah. Does that go with House, house of Leon? All right, so business ideas so far this episode. Content, House of Leon, Pitch yep. to Showtime and Netflix. Yep. yep. And Wedding NFTs. Wedding NFTs. I don't know what it means, but I feel like there's big money in it. The wedding itself. Is an NFT? Is the NFT. Um, but who who owns it? The couple? Do you sell it to the couple? Or are you jointly, selling them? Their own? I think. And then, okay, man, imagine being a divorce lawyer, having like, oh fuck, I have to figure this fucking crypto out. Right, right. It doesn't right. exist, and I have to figure out how to split it in half. Be like, technically, you don't have your own wedding. What you have is a link to your wedding, yeah. which exists on the cloud. NFT can- divorce. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> how are NFT. digital assets split in a divorce? NFTs and cryptocurrency. I'm gonna learn about this. That's yeah, it. The block. I have. I have a the feeling. Heart, the I'm, ultimate blockchain. I have a feeling the answer. <laughs> I have a feeling the answer is usually, well, the NFT or crypto was probably the source of the divorce, so only one, <laughs> only one party will want them. Only, only one, one party will one, fight for one them. One party never wants to hear those words ever again. <laughs> Get it the fuck out of my life. The other, all you talk about. The other will be happy with the fungible token known as the car. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out the lo- that's love was extremely fungible. 
Hey, um, listen, if you buy the right if you buy the right car, it's definitely a non-fungible token, right? If you're like, so hey, I have this 1996 Ford Probe. No one yep. wants that. Yep. It cannot be yep. exchanged for anything. Good yep. job. Huh. It also it also exists only in the cloud. That's it. Like I could sell it for scrap. And they're like, no, no, one does not do that. It is the yours only, forever. The only NFT object. for me. The only NFT for me is a nice Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna do a little lightning around here um okay. from do the dirty bird on twitter what should i name my pet alligators i have two of them good that's a good amount um the boys <laughs> the boys from biloxi and his sisters from fort myers those are their names that boy's yeah, name biloxi sure. i mean ultimately sure. that, that's beautiful beckony beckony and leon <laughs> <laughs> that is also an option um i i give that my blessing <laughs> From Albino Jack on Twitter, should I get a tattoo? Sounds like you want to. Uh, I'm a tattoo-biased yeah. person, so yeah, brother. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. I'll go. I mean, I don't give a shit. I'll go. Let's let's go get tattoos. Um, from Jamie Matthews, my 13-year-old niece is starting to realize the world sucks and everyone around her is an idiot. How do I tell her it never gets better as an adult without mentally scarring her for life? We're going to fix this with two words, all right? We're going to take out two of your words. 13-year-old niece is starting to realize the world sucks and everyone around her is an idiot. We're going to take out around. Trying to realize the world sucks and everyone is an idiot. Poof. Pressure's off. Yeah. There you go. You're an idiot too. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and from Mr. Bob Dabalina on Twitter, how do I get my 10-year-old daughter to like college football? The only part she will watch is the commercials. Why <laughs> would she try to taint the innocent with college football? I mean, like, my kid, like, no. you know, I'll, be, I'll, I'll say, like, hey, look, Puddles is on. She looks up with delight at Oregon's goofy duck mascot. And then the football resumes and she's, ooh, loses all interest. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. She didn't have to watch four hours of it to get the one minute she liked. Uh, yeah. Um, I think if, if, like, the deeper thing is, like, you know, getting the kid into your stuff, like, I mean, honestly, the, the first step is getting into their stuff. Like, you know, probably Minecraft. So there you go. Get also, at this, point, at this point, like, if you want your kid to like a thing, like a sport, you should probably take them to it. I think TV is not that interesting at this point because kids are so used to, like, no, I have many more other things like like when we grew up, it was like, is Ninja Turtles on now? If not, I don't have that as an option. But now you could just watch Ninja Turtles all day, every day if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, and so yeah. so I think kids un like we understood that, like on Sunday, it's not like there were other things I could turn to on the television. NFL football was on, so we're gonna watch Vinny Testaverde and the Bucks lose to the fucking Packers again. It's awesome, but said, now I think if you want them to get into it, you need to be like, let's go to a high school football game, or let's go to a you know local college football game, or something like that. I think when you said take them to a game, that that I I got I got light bulb. All right, got light okay. bulb. Okay, okay. Um, mm. Take your ten year old daughter to a baseball game, then when you get home, say we're gonna watch college football on TV. And she'll see. <laughs> This is so Done. much better. Yeah. This is so much better than that other yeah. thing was. Can, can we never do that again, please? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love this. I'll say I love this if, if you stop taking me to baseball games. Um, the the only caveat on that is you have to convince your daughter that none of the food at the baseball game is real. 
Oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's just a fake hot dog stand. That's fake ice cream in a hat. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Don't waste money on that. Those are actors. <laughs> That's hot dog actors. What is, it's the part way, of the base, traditional baseball experience. The, the leisurely pace of baseball always does make it more conducive to binge eating. And there's, uh, yeah, because there's so much food and there's so much time in which to eat it. I, football does not do that. Like the idea of when I see like, you know, hey, you could get a jumbo barbecue sandwich at this football game. I'm like, no, I got to stay on my feet. I got to be light. I can't have that. I gotta be ready. Yeah, in case oh, the team right. needs I'm, me. In case it's I'm a third down I'm, situation, I'm, and I'm doing some active sitting. So occasionally, I stand mm. up. I might founder if I eat that. They need. You also, you also don't want to have to go to the bathroom at a football game, but at a baseball no. game, you're like, I'll piss three times. Fuck it, it's fine. <laughs> no, what am I gonna do? <laughs> Miss something? <laughs> that was, that's the funniest moment of our interview with Roy Wood when on the show when Richard and I asked him, we're like, who's like who the worst fans? He goes, or the best fans? He goes, man, Florida fans are committed. They make made fun of people while they were taking shits. Like. <laughs> Alabama fans taking a shit, and they're like, oh, you're dropping a deuce just like your team out there, huh? Ah! Made us all sound like Carl Berlinowski. It's, like, it's beautiful, that is, man. That is accurate. It is accurate, yeah. Um, ZDL man wants to know, so 15 years with the current company, got burnout from COVID this year, looking to start my midlife crisis at 40. Man, that's about on time. Two questions. First, do I abandon my wife and children for an exotic dancer with a capuchin? I would advise hmm. against it. Well, now it's just copycatting, so... Yeah, have can an original. T- a can we inter- idea. can we interview the capuchin first? Yeah, <laughs> to make an informed opinion. I need to understand the degree of training involved in this capuchin. Yeah. Uh, also understand that you know it's a big responsibility, the capuchin, because it will want to be part of your tribe. Um, I would like to say this. I would like to say this for Texas football. They have done a very good job of getting pole assassin out of the news by virtue of <laughs> losing to everybody that they're playing over the Let's last month. Not laughing at us now, are they? Like that's you know that, that show. Honestly, that's real team unity where you're like, Hey, one member of this staff is hurting and we, we you, are going to go out there and show them that we're all failures. Not just we, him. We got you coach. Remember <laughs> the most, the Everyone most all gas, an idiot. the most all gas, no breaks <laughs> program because they didn't even stop for that story. They didn't yep. even keep it there. Yep. They did, they kept it moving. Fuck that. Uh, we got a Kansas to lose to. <laughs> you yeah, got a Kansas to lose to. We got some wild West rumors Virginia. that people are just going to throw and out there. And West Virginia. Then we're going to have some like insane stories about people and- starting people uh, over racial preferences that were enforced by five boosters that nobody will name because that sounds like the most speciously sourced. Yeah, they just kept that <laughs> shit moving. They just kept it rolling. Good for them. Uh, the second part of this question from ZDL Man is this, and the part that I really wanted to address, which is, what is the most dad-style midlife crisis vehicle to drive? This answer is more difficult than it used to be because all of us are marketed to in much more specific, niche-defined ways now. And it used to be that the answer was simple. If you were a midlife crisis dad ready to erupt and make a stupid-ass purchase, Right, harkening back to the last threads of your youth, slowly unraveling into the horizon, um, you buy a Corvette. That was it. Like Corvettes, yeah. like the ultimate. Yeah, you just get a Corvette, and that was it. And if you were really wealthy, maybe you would get like you know, maybe you buy like something super carish if you were super wealthy, right? Not a like Countach. an older one. You'd buy an older one, right? Yes. Like, yeah. You'd buy a Countach now, you know. <laughs> 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 you, you, when you get into it, you're like, I paid, I paid forty five thousand dollars for a car with no AC. It doesn't have Bluetooth. God damn it! it, doesn't, it there dude. is something to be said for buying the car you wanted when you were fourteen. Yeah, 
I mean, shout out to me. Like, I'm making fun of it, but I'm like, dude, that would be sick. That would be so <laughs> sick. Just looking in the rear view my driveway. at yourself when you were 11, like, we did it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we did it. And we were an idiot. You'd be like, and I don't want it anymore. Was a complete idiot. Yeah. I just want it for a week. You should be able to do that, right? Like, buying a stupid car for a week.com. That's our another business. Like, stupid hurts? Started. Yeah, we just pass it on. Right, like somebody's like, yeah, I'll take the res- I'll take the financial responsibility and liability for this car for the next like ninety, you know, ninety days. Right, timeshare for then, cars. Yeah, but you got to pay. It's like a t- it's a timeshare with momentum. Right, you have to get. It just rid gets of worse. It. <laughs> New it's business like idea. Add this to the business idea pile over here. So what yeah. we have here, what we have here is we're taking we're mixing Hertz and hot potato. Hertz potato. Yes, correct. Yeah. Hertz potato. <laughs> if you're hearing this. Oh, hell yeah. I got the cool car. Oh, no. I want rid no. of the cool car. It's not that cool. <laughs> I can't I can't back it out of the driveway, and the exhaust actually doesn't drain adequately, so I get sleepy from the carbon monoxide. <laughs> it was only cool for an hour. <laughs> um, but other key dad midlife crisis vehicles now that you can get, um, you know what? Hyundai Veloster N. That's that's because the, the hot hatch is like a secret midlife crisis car, right? You're like, oh, it's got a big, it's in the back, and it's got room for you know stuff and everything. No bullshit. That's that's you're just that's a sports car in disguise. Uh, you can get a Mustang. That like that's another quality midlife crisis car. Uh, so is the Camaro. Any muscle car is absolutely a quality midlife crisis car, and also apparently can be bought with financing of like five dollars down and only four <laughs> felonies. Like, anyone in the world could buy a Dodge Challenger. Anyone. Like, it's just, I don't think, I think they just give them to you. Um, But then there's more diverse selections. When you go like, oh, what's the real dad midlife crisis car? Right now, if you're of a certain set, the thing to do would be, you know what? I need a camper. Right? I need an RV. (laughs) You know? That's that's an extreme midlife crisis move to be like you know it would bring the whole family together yeah. <laughs> what if yeah. what if you could drive a red roof in around hmm? how about that mm-hmm. yeah have you ever thought about being financially liable for everything that comes with having your own hampton inn on wheels also right? what if what if you had to worry about how to drain the poop out of that hampton inn in yeah, very specific yeah. ways what if you wanted to carry around your own little poop wagon? <laughs> that's what you're doing. Doesn't that sound like a great way to spend your midlife crisis? I actually think that's more insidious than just going ahead and blowing your money on like a, a C8 or whatever. Is sure. If you get, because what does an RV require? Space. An RV, Everything. Not just space and not just time and money. It requires the vehicle to pull it. Chances are, if you're looking oh, at this, oh, you don't have a truck. You don't have a truck big enough to pull it. So you're not talking about a, like a camper. You, a camper you drive. You're not. Talking you could. About no, no okay. I mean that's that's, okay. that's that's possible, right? Like if you're like but you're hey, talking you know. about the big the big sucker that sits in the back connects to your truck. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. That's what I'm talking about. Like, okay. make fun of the person who's like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna go buy a Fiero. Always want a Fiero." I'm not gonna make fun of that person because you know what? That's like a fourteen thousand dollar mistake. <laughs> it's not the one hundred and forty you're gonna spend trying to find like the perfect mobile home RV and or having a disastrous restoration project where you go, "I'm gonna take this school bus and turn it into a place where I can live." What if I combined the maintenance problems of a house? With the loss of value of a car, what if those two could exist in the same thing? Yeah, exactly. Depreciation the... plus oxidation <laughs> equals recreation. That's that's the fucking vision. 
I mean, it's like Woo! the thing to me is like everything is stupid. Like if you think about, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. rent a house, and you really say it enough times. Yeah, that's what that's that's where you're gonna put your body. Yep. You're gonna pay I mean, money for a place and it's not yours forever. You're just paying money constantly. <laughs> on the flip I mean, side, you, buying a house is also stupid as shit. It's it's way dumber. Somehow, Dumb Dumb I've done it once. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever done. It's saying a lot. Yeah, like no, I'm renting, which have... is either even dumber or equally dumb. What would make you feel better, renting and having a hundred grand in your bank account, or owning a house and having ten? I would much rather have a hundred grand in the bank because that's how I think. I have a Scrooge McDuck brain where I literally think having a lot of money equals a pile of money. It doesn't equal assets. It just I equals mean, having a there, pile. There of are cash. no good choices here. No. No. So that is that is a good jumping off point to what I uh, the last question I want to hit, which is from uh, a good Brian at Brain Done Again. Should I repair my house's foundations and crawl space, or just buy a new house? It doesn't matter. Every house is just a puzzle that you cannot solve of calamity and dysfunction and mm-hmm. bizarre fucking repair jobs that you will go back and look and be like, "Holy shit! Did you know half this house is like?" The wiring is covered in Twizzlers. Like, this is yeah. not up to code, but in 1950, that's what they did. They just, the whole bathroom, all the electrical wiring, just Twizzlers. So, like, fix your current house, buy a new house, whatever. You have no idea what's going to happen five years from now. It's, it's a lot like living in the Millennium Falcon, except it can't go anywhere. It stays in one place the whole time. Well, see, this is why you could have listened to me and moved into that bus, but... Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Again, <sighs> I think if you're going to buy a house, mm-hmm. then you should absolutely, because you're right, every single house is completely imperfect and bad. They're all bad. And by the way, people will tell this to you about legendary houses, right? Famous houses. You know, the houses like like old English manor houses, which are revered as the standard for luxury that everybody in the Anglo-Saxon world, right, or has had contact with the English, reveres as like, you know, because if you get wealthy, you're like, I'm going to buy a nice spot in Chelsea, right? Like that's, everybody who gets rich in the world wants to buy some ancient house in England and call it their manor. Okay, cool. If that's the standard for things, those houses have leaks. Those houses have ghosts. So my advice is you go buy the most haunted spectral home you can possibly find. Don't half-ass this, right? When you walk in and they're like, somebody was killed here. You go like, how many people? How many? Like three? Oh, absolutely, right? Does it? Does the roof leak? There's a hole in it. Perfect. Lean into it. Don't, pay, don't have small problems because you're just going to have huge problems anyway. Take the ones you can see because I guarantee you that perfect house you see, the wiring's bad. It'll catch on fire and there's a crack in the foundation. Are either of you familiar with the, um, I'm going to mispronounce this and I apologize, the Erfurt Latrine disaster? No. <laughs> this is this no. is just keep this in mind as you think about buying a home or fixing your current one. So this took place in uh, 1184 when the king of Germany <clears throat> um, was at a a fortress called the Petersburg Cit- Citadel in Erfurt. And what happened was one morning all of the nobles were on the second story floor and the weight of them caused the floor to collapse. Most of them fell through into the latrine cesspit below the ground floor, where about 60 of them drowned in shit. And, like, the people who built this, this citadel for a, for a fucking king, like, they didn't want to do a bad job. 
they weren't just trying to like get make money on this job and move on to the next one. They wanted mm-hmm. it to be great. They definitely did not want their work to be remembered throughout history with a Wikipedia page that includes the phrase latrine disaster. But that's what happened. And like that's just how that shit goes. Literally. Yeah. There it goes. So you're saying shit happens. 